Welcome to the Green Divas Radio Show. Host Green Diva Meg and co-host Green Diva Mizar share resources and ideas as they explore fun and low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green. And now, your host, Green Diva Meg. Happy Green Diva 2014. Happy 14, everybody. Yeah, happy 14. Can't believe it's a new year. You know what? I can't everybody. either, but I told Antonio, I said, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear, boy, that ta- pa- time passed fast. <laughs> anyway. Well, anyway, I'm Green Diva Meg. And I'm Green Diva Mizar. I'm Green Diva Gina. Hey, everybody. Hi. Well, it's fun to be back in the studio. We've had sort of a festive vacation of little holiday. hiatus. Yes. Yeah. Holiday hiatus. Woohoo. Yeah. So um, we have a very full schedule today of lots of great information and fun. As always, because that's what Green Divas do. Well, you know, we got a chance to talk to Elizabeth Fournier, who is, as many of you know, the Green Reaper. (laughs) (laughs) But she's so nothing like that. Oh, Oh, she's awesome. She She deserves a fanfare. Um, and, she, and she's got she's got a nice announcement. Two things coming up that are yes. in the offing for her, yes. which we'll wait and save for later. Yeah, but tune in later. Really exciting. And as always, she has interesting stories and information that you know we've spoken to her a few times, and I'm always like, "Wow, really?" Which is interesting because she lives in boring Oregon, <laughs> so it's anything but there. anything but boring. Yeah, I know. We've been thinking of these jokes all day, so. And there's plenty of them. I'll stop now. That's now. So uh, I just want to make a, a kind of sobering announcement about our buddy Eco Ed, green dude. What? What? You looked disturbed uh, about uh, the sober no, part? No, no, it is sobering, but yeah. it's also mind-boggling. I've yeah, known Ed for know. several years before he came on with the Green Divas. Well. And he, you know, when we changed our schedule, we haven't seen him as often. And I, I know, you know, he's busy working and traveling. And then, what I didn't know was that he also became ill with leukemia, which really blew me away. His wife wrote to me to let me know that actually, this is Eco Ed, Julie. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, Julie. Um, to let us know what was going on, and they have been looking for a, bo- a bone marrow transplant. Uh, match someone that makes a match yeah because it is a very likely cure for him so um they did have a drive yesterday and they were looking primarily for people of similar ethnic background which is jewish he's eastern european jewish yes and so i'm so not even remotely close to that that i didn't even you know yeah, you know what, but you know, it's one of those funny little happenstance things. I don't think I would qualify, or right. you either, Gina, no. being a Native American mutt and Greek American. <laughs> Did I get that right? <laughs> I'm not Native American. Yeah. Oh, was your mother not any Native American? Well, you mean like a Native American, like an American Indian? No. Oh, all right. So I got that wrong. <laughs> anyway. A native, so, no, 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 no. English, Irish, yes. Okay. Um, the okay. mutt, you're right. But yes. I don't think I don't think any of us would have... Right, really Qualified. fit the bill, yeah. but there. I, I think I, I, I'm hopeful and I'm optimistic oh, yeah. that with his background he'll find something. But in the meantime, we certainly do wish him a well, a speedy recovery. Yes, but in the meantime, uh, uh, yeah, he is going through chemo treatments. Uh, and um, there's a site. If you go to Facebook, go to um, Help Eco Ed beat leukemia if you just look up help eco ed it'll come up on facebook on facebook and like it and you can keep posted you know you can keep updated on what's happening and he's got a great attitude julie was very sweet and has you know 
given me some updates on on how things are going and I think there's a lot of reason to be optimistic it's just a big bummer well yeah, yeah. that's why I think because it, I, I it, we all, it's terrible to say, and I say it often that, you know, we growing up, uh, those of us growing up in, of a certain age, maybe not you, Gina, but Meg and I of a yeah. certain generation, when like Mrs. McGillicuddy got sick down the street, nobody ever said the word cancer. Right. It was, like, it was just like, cancer. Yeah. Oh, she's got cancer. Now, unfortunately. Yeah, we know about it. It's beyond predominant. Everybody knows somebody yeah. Yeah. who has cancer or who has someone in the family who has I cancer. Know. It's everywhere. So, yes, that is the negative side of it. The positive is that I'm hopefully people are making strides towards finding yeah. Yeah. and researching yeah. a cure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. My point exactly. Not that we really wanted to get to this point. No. But yeah, listen, I just want to, you know, really give Ed a big shout out from the Green Divas. We're all sending you prayers We're for all healing pulling or for you, whatever, Ed. whatever form we do that in. We're sending you good energy. Yes, yeah. get better because we have to paint the town green together. Yeah. So anyway, um, encourage people to go find Help Eco Ed Beat Leukemia on Facebook. In the meantime, speaking of Eco Ed, Hawaii... Which is like his favorite place, and every it is. time it is. we talked about anything, he somehow worked it into the conversation. Because it's, I he think, loves it. He loves it there. It's <laughs> yeah. really a, his place. You know, his heart is there. I Where's really... that place that he goes to? That's not very Hannah Mana. Uh, I don't know. Oh, rats! Now it's now I'm going to look like a total nincompoop for not remembering. But he must be overjoyed, and I hope someone has told him that Hawaii is banning plastic bags. Oh, Hawaii. All of the different counties and islands have been working on it, and four of the big, you know, populated islands have done it. Um, and Oahu will follow suit in 2015, which is, I think, the most populated island. Yeah, there's and only, think, I'm sorry, go ahead. There's only one county and one small island that's barely populated that hasn't, you know, done it. But, it, but really, the whole state by 2015 essentially will be banning plastic bags bags uh, it's brilliant and but think about it if any state has a, a real impetus to do it everything right. in hawaii right. a lot of it comes from the mainland and i'm sure that they yep. don't manufacture plastic bags there that it comes either from the mainland yeah. or from asia right. most so, of their stuff when i was there is from the mainland right exactly but where where does th- their garbage will end up in the ocean well, faster right. than from any other state in the union yeah the article All i right? saw in huffington post green talked about you know this is because it's a marine center exactly place. exactly and they're think about the aware. pacific gyre right they're you very know, aware absolutely. of what plastic does to the ocean yes. and to their environment around them they're and much of course formed yeah if anybody is listening in hawaii you know what? Contact us on Facebook. The Aloha. Green Divas Radio Show. <laughs> I just remembered I was saying hi, and I'm like, wait a minute. It's Aloha. It is. Yeah. Yes. Um, Hawaii Five O. That's the only other thing I da, know. Da, I'm da, kidding. Da, da, <laughs> but really, no. Contact da, da, us da, da, because da, da, I'd love da. to know from you folks out there in this wonderful paradise we yeah. call our 50th state, um, really how it's going over. Because there can be some... Resistance. Resistance. And in Toronto, they had some resistance, although they are making waves with, oh, I don't mean to make a oh, pun there. You're so they funny. are making, making stri- waves. Yeah. They're, they're taking great strides to ban plastic bags. I think Vancouver, where did you say it? Lin- London, England? Well, London, they charge. Yeah. So, like, right. if you don't have your own bags, they'll charge you kind of a lot of money just to get plastic. And that's a good thing, which is yep. why I'm going to put a plug in for Cotelli bags. 
Yeah, they sure. were one of our products, and sure. that is one of my all-time favorite products because it folds up into a nothing little three by three pouch, and it's flat. Yes, and you take it with Do you. you. Know, I we have that video of the uh, review, the video review we did of theirs that is so funny. Yes. I have to um, actually produce it. I have this to edit would it. be the time to do yeah, it. I My gosh, so. there's no better time. No better time. Perfect. Yeah. And yeah. everybody in Hawaii, go look for Cotelli bags. They are. They are. I just love them. I mean, when I like to when I when I say it, I really mean it. But I think Cotelli bags, in fact, that one of their logo th- images is a turtle, and I think part of their mission is to help the turtles, the marine life, and um, from all yeah, this plastic. These are reusable bags that are just. They're just, I just love them. Well, they're darn handy. And, you and know, the video's funny. And the video's Get cracking lacking there, Megan. All right. <laughs> I know. That was funny. All right. So, anyway, aloha. Go Hawaii. Aloha and kudos. Seriously. Yes. Yeah. Nice okay. work. And we should all be doing this, right? Yeah. March I down do. to my town and say, I hey. do. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the cool things... Speaking of, I don't know, I've got no segue for this. I'm just going to jump in. Well, you know what? It's a new year, and we have a new (laughs) outlook on certain things. You know, the Green Divas are always being asked to look at and review things. Um, We're going to take a little bit more of a concentrated, harder, more objective look at things, aren't we? Well, it's as objective as we can be. It's somewhat subjective still. Still. But... um, we have a new formula for our product reviews, so we can really rate them in a certain way. We've got five categories that we look at, including shipping, packaging, manufacturing, recyclability. Um, oh, no. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Uh, manufacturing. Well, but you know what? How local it is, maybe? But, yeah. Well, we'll figure. I have we'll, it we'll, down. Co- we'll come up with it. But the, 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 the crux of it is yeah. that... This is a f- place where you folks can go and really see w- how we feel about something um, and whether or not we're going to put our GD stamp of approval on it. Right. And so um, in, the, in, that, in that line, we have a product that we got from Staples. We got a couple of products from Staples, but this one we'll talk about today uh, are these notebooks that are all made from sugar cane. Um, basically, the paper. Yeah. it's the the paper, and I think the cardboard is all made. There's no tree products. It's um, eight, or at least eighty percent. I think it says 80, made yes, from eighty percent from agricultural waste from these sugar things, which is fantastic. I mean, I I don't know. I think that's a good, you know, and going through all the different categories and averaging the way we're trying to you know come up with a number, yeah. an overall number. I came up with a seven point four. Because, well, like, face it, it's paper, right? Out of 10. One out of 10. Right. Out of 10. Yes. Uh, one being, like, really not very green. And five and being pa- barely passing. Well, five right? is middle of the road, neutral. Middle of the road. You know, like, right. okay. Yeah, it's so, 50-50. But it's above that. 7.5 you know? is pretty darn good. Yeah, I'd yeah. say so. I think part of it for me is that it's still, like, really just write on your computer and send it email but it's still paper i need to write things down oh i do too listen i know you all with these google calendars and these (laughs) e-calendars and i said just send it to me i'm gonna put it on my paper calendar i can't you know it's an old dog thing no i think it's an old diva thing thing. i still like books for gosh i do too but gosh thanks 
gosh sakes. God, for gosh are, you sakes. are you being politically correct in 2014? Yeah, turn into a Midwesterner. For you will say 2012. I almost I said 2012. <laughs> I don't know weird. where the heck that came from. But, the Mayan calendar? Um, <laughs> that might have been <laughs> it. <laughs> so what, wait a minute. Go ahead. That's funny. One of the things I wanted to go back to is how recyclable this item is. I don't see the recyclable symbol on here, but listen, it's paper. I mean... You can pull it apart and get the spiral, the metal spiral out. Like I keep that about. spiral because yeah. uh, I keep the cardboard because I'm always shipping things that have to be flat yes, for my that's business. Handy. Right. And so I'll just cut that off. And then the spiral, it's one of those things that because I have an area where I keep things that you never know when you're going to need something like that. Right. And you came up with a good one that I hadn't even thought about, keeping your cords from tangling. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Life hack. That's like. Brilliant. You got to put away your Christmas lights. Well, you know why I got that Brilliant. From? There was this life hack thing. I think you sent it to me. I did. And there was the little one with the um, the pen, the little spring I love that. from the pen. I lo- I'm going to do and that. And you use it for like an iPhone. Uh, you know how the iPhone or the iPad, whatever, those chargers, yeah. they bend they and shred. they break. They sh- yeah, I've gone through several, which yeah. ticks me yeah, the me heck too. off. Yeah, so sh- you can use this little pen spring right my daughter did it my daughter did it the other day yeah we're very excited and i did the life hack with the shoe the hanging shoe rack thing on oh, the back you? of the door and i hung all of the um cleaning, cleaning products co- so that the kids the babies like, in the house oh, now announcement oh whoop, well whoop, let me just tell you about my i did the toilet paper speaker oh you did i did i was in toronto working <laughs> well it's just i can do it here there's a roll right here <laughs> i can use it you just take a roll of toilet paper it's so darn easy but um I was working in Toronto, and the boys, he's a teenage boy, they like to play video yeah, games, which right. drives me nuts. Right. So they're over on one side of the room, on the other, and I, and I listen to my Adriano Celentano, which is my, one of my favorite Italian singers from way back, and I just stuck it on there. I'm just working along. And it's really nice. And I'm just singing. I was very happy. Oh, i got to try that. It's awesome. F- it's so not huge. Here's my big life change that wah, re- wah. requires all these life hack. Yeah. Wah, wah. No, it's a good thing. Is um, now I we are a 3G family. This is my new thing. My 3G life because we're three generations. <laughs> Right? You got that? I got that. I do. My 3G life. Hashtag my 3G life. That's what I'm using on Instagram now. I take all these little pictures. That's great. That's perfect. But I have my daughter who's just moved in with her two children, my two grandchildren. So it's really... And then this weekend, we moved her in this past weekend, and my daughter from college happened to be coming home with the boyfriend for the first time. So we had a really... Wayne said, why don't we just throw a party while we're at it? You know, because it was if not that a, will help reduce the stress, I'm all for it because I can chaos. Just, yeah, hello. Anyway, yeah, Captain Chaos. That was our our weekend. But it anyway, it is a joy to have everybody Vivian here. And Mason, right? They are just a joy. I'm 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 twitching a tiny bit because you know everything's a little out of place. You're not, you're not toddler proof yet. Well, I it's been a long time. How's so, like, I go downstairs, yeah. and there's, like, you know, I found his, like, um, toothbrush, you know, like, on the couch. And I was like, okay, that's weird. Yeah. And <laughs> well, I used the bathroom here, and I thought, oh, oh. rubber ducky and plastic toys. Yay! <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. um, and I'm getting used to sharing my kitchen, which I'm, you know, we had a thing, like, with the with the um, dishwasher. 
I'm used to the, being the only one that does the dishwasher. Oh, so you're I not know, one of those, are so you? So I know when it's clean and dirty. You oh, know okay. what I mean? Yes. yes. So oh, poor Carly was like tossing all this disgusting stuff in there on top of the clean stuff she didn't know. So it's just little things. It's not her fault. It's that we're just gotta get in sync with all yeah. this stuff. it takes time because like even when i was home for the holidays i was home for two weeks and my mom and i like we're we're both very clean people but we both have our own way right you yes. know yes. and yes. so like we did this we did that like multiple times until like right before i was about to leave we had it down yep but it takes time well let me tell you what i do my daughter, who's 23, loads the dishwasher. And my son, who's 21, when he remembers to, is supposed to unload the dishwasher. So I don't go near that explicative, deleted Exclamation point thing. I, I despise those things. I would rather yeah. wash everything by well, hand. Well, you I, know what? I swear. What happens is, is I get kind of, you know, peeved about like, oh my gosh, this thing hasn't been washed or whatever when there's a crowd around and it gets confusing. And I just start hand washing. I just say, like, you know what? Yeah. I'm just going to... And I, there's what a I do. Well, I don't even have a dishwasher. I'm the dishwasher. Yeah. In my apartment. Well, you know, I use <laughs> so. cast iron pans. You never put course those it's in just the dishwasher. You. you just wash those. Right. And it's, it's now I've got a household of seven right. people. And, and a dog. Cooking. So even, and a even for one meal, yeah. you have a ton of dishes. So yeah. I totally get that. So we're having fun. <laughs> just yeah, remember it, that word, Megan. Can I just say... Yeah, you know, so I, I was like, you know, tweaking a little bit about all the, um, you know, the little weird things, but... What, you know, what we have to calculate in is how much, what a joy it is to walk in the house. And little Vivi says, my yaya. <gasps> oh. <laughs> she, does. she calls me my yaya. And the other day, yesterday morning, she woke <laughs> so up. Cute. She woke up and, and she, I heard her downstairs going, I'm going to see my yaya. And Carly said Trudges the first up the stairs. Thing, the first thing she said, she woke up and said, I want yaya. And I'm like, okay, they can stay here as long as they want. That's right. Well, remember, you know what? Can you write that down? I know. <laughs> January seventh, da 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 da, or whatever date it is today. Well, I'm flattered because they love daycare or school, as they call it, right? Because Carly works full time. And this morning, you know, Mason was like, "I'm not going anywhere." He was, in, he was hanging out in my bed. We're all just hanging out in our PJs, waking up, and and he's like, "I don't want to go to school." I was like, yeah, because he likes his yah yah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so that's my um, my new 3G life. You'll be hearing and reading more about that. You could mm-hmm. have a blog post just about that. Um, I actually, that's what I'm planning on. <laughs> As if nice. you are not busy enough. I know, but you know, it's it's uh, incorporating into my life. Yeah, what it is. Very good. So stay tuned because Gina's going to talk about. Crockpots. You, you've got a yummy, as you told me, I happen to know, you want to stay tuned for the crockpot recipe and discussion. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about getting rid of those trees if you haven't gotten rid of your tree, right? Well, yeah, well, yeah exactly. But what you can do with those trees before <clears throat> you totally run out of ideas. There's some things you can do with the trees. Yeah. I'm eating this bark. Oh, <laughs> She's barking at the bark. <laughs> She's got an almond in her throat. That's exactly right, Gina. I know. This chocolate okay. bark that Gina made for me with the figs and the almond. It's and a I phenomenal. made a mistake. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, but I just choked on it embarrassingly so. Okay, good. Right. Talk. Bye. Stay no. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Green Diva Misar. Yeah, Green Diva Mag. Isn't technology awesome? Oh, you betcha. You know, it makes keeping up with the Green Divas radio show easier and easier. Did you know that we're on iHeartRadio now? Oh, yeah. iHeartRadio has a new talk channel, iHeartRadio Talk. And all you have to do is download the app, 
go to the website, go into the search bar, and search green. And guess what comes up to the top? Why, the Green Divas Radio Show. That way you'll never miss a Green Divas Radio Show. The Green Divas love food. Organic, local, fresh, whole, delicious food. Here now is another Green Diva foodie file. Foodie file. Our first one of the year. Yes. And it's going to be a yummy one. So, G, tell us what you got for Christmas. Okay. So, I'm not like a normal 23-year-old in that my mom, she said about a month ago, she said, what do you want for Christmas? What would be really helpful for you? You know? And so... I mean, I think practically now, ever since I got my apartment, I'm not thinking about like any like fun gadgety things, but she knows that I get home late sometimes and I love to cook. And so she said, you know what? I always love my crock pot. And I said, I always love your crock pot too. And so I woke (laughs) up on Christmas morning and I got the biggest, most awesome crock pot ever. I know. And so I, you know, I came back from New Hampshire uh, on New Year's Day and I was thinking about my post um, that I would share with you guys. And I realized, you know what? Like winter slow cookers are really a lifesaver because it's hot food you can like prepare it in the morning go to work do your thing then come back and you have a hot meal a big nice one pot meal lasts a while you can freeze the rest it's really versatile i have fallen in love with the crock pot and it took me way too long i wasn't 23 when i got my first crock pot i think i was you know 40 something i still don't have one oh god you would love it you would love it really yes You would totally love it. And what I like is because I work from home and the Green Diva studio is in my home, I'll I'll set something up in the morning and then the whole house just smells fantastic all day. Awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. So for this week, I decided to modify a recipe that my mom makes a lot. Um, We do in the oven, but you can do it with a crock pot as well. Yeah. Um, Just for stuffed peppers. Um, Because you can stuff anything. You can stuff eggplant. You can stuff peppers. You can really stuff a lot of different kinds of vegetables. I'm biting my tongue here because there's a joke in there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So um, what I decided to do, and you'll see in my post, is you can buy a bunch of big, beautiful bell peppers. And the trick as I've learned from some other foodie friends of mine, is that you want to buy peppers with four bumps at the bottom instead of three. three. Because three are the sweeter ones for eating and four are the ones that are a little sturdier for cooking. Okay. Wow. Oh, I never knew about the sweet part. I just knew the sturdy part. Yes. Oh, okay, good. Yes. So um, you buy some peppers and your crock pot, you'll probably fit between four and six, maximum I would say six. And um, you stuff them. I'm going to make a vegetarian version. So I will be doing like... Uh, black beans, red beans, corn, quinoa, 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 and you also can use brown rice or any kind of rice that you have. Um, tomato sauce, some onion, lots of spices like oregano and basil. Um, and then what you do is you you know cook either your quinoa, your rice. Mm-hmm. You mix all the ingredients together with some tomato sauce, and then uh, you can mix it also with some different kinds of cheeses. Um, whatever really suits your taste. Right. Um, my family usually do like Parmesan. And then uh, you... Do you cook the rice in the quinoa completely or do you Completely. Just... Really? Yes. Because it won't cook in the crock pot? Because it's not going to be moist enough to absorb enough moisture crock to... Crock pot is just mostly heat then. 
Well, what I'm going to be doing is I you put the stuffed peppers. The tops are off, so they're completely upright. And the peppers uh-huh. are raw. And the peppers are raw. And what you do is you put the bottom in like a vegetable broth or a chicken broth, depending on what you have. You could do water too, but I like yeah. doing a broth. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, and then you just cook it in the crock pot on low for a, about eight hours, or you can do high for about six. But if you don't cook the rice completely, it will not cook in there. I don't think so. I've never done it that way. Yeah. Because when I make stuffed anything, we always sort of like parboil. Yes. Well, at Hmm. home, we've done it in the oven, and I know that we've cooked our rice through. That's why it's a really great way to use up leftover rice. Well, yeah, you could do that anyway. But yes, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I've never tried it that way. If you've had good luck with it, maybe I don't know what it's like to do a crock pot. Well, what did I just say? Crock pot. I don't have a crock pot, but in Um, the oven, I do have. So. Turn um, into my post and you can check out all these, uh, you know, this crock pot recipe and then I'm maybe try, try your own things. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of ways to get creative with a crock pot. I've you adapted can, a lot you of can recipes. can really personalize it. So we'll put a couple of fun recipes there along with Gina's the- bringing dinner next week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's <laughs> what I thought. <laughs> dinner and your ukulele, please. Yes. <laughs> all right. Stay tuned. We're coming up with a DIY. Hope you're hungry. For more easy and delicious recipes and even more foodie information, go to thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. Reduce, recycle, reuse, and if you're feeling creative, repurpose. Repurposing is one of Green Diva Mizar's favorite DIY things to do. And it's fun. Okay. DIY Christmas, Christmas tree. trees. Yeah, mm-hmm. Christmas is over, but you know, when you have a live tree, you know how you have that smell in your house? Mm-hmm. It's nice. It is, but there's no reason why you can't have it going on and forward. So Righty what ho. I'm talking about today is really just repurposing your Christmas tree. Sure. Several things you can do. One of the things my mom taught me many, many years ago, she said to me, Mizar, where do you think the birds go when it comes a big storm? I said, Mom, I don't know. She said, well, they find shelter in pine trees. Right, yes. They go, you Evergreens. know, that's evergreens, evergreens, right? Yeah. So, listen, there's no doubt about it. We are being socked this year in all of the United States. Yeah. You know, Tampa, Florida, my friend went out. He said, I needed to get my scarf and mittens because it was so cold. Yeah. So, that being said, um, the birds, when it's this cold, they really would appreciate a little more shelter. And they do. You can get roosting boxes, but you have your tree. So what, I, what we've always done and what I always do is I just take it and you can prop it up against another tree or you can prop it up against the house on the south side of a house. Right. So when a storm blows in or whatever, your little birdie friends oh, have some more shelter. What a good idea. It's a good you idea. You can even put food out there. Well, I was about to say, oh, then you see? can, I have, I have bird feeders and, yes. and next week I'm going to talk a little bit more about that too. But um, I also, like in times of desperation, I just threw an old screen at it. I happened, well, it wasn't an old screen. It's really a screen that I'm still using, but it was easy. Right. And I throw the bird seed on there and the birds eat. Yes. Um, because they need to have some kind of sustainability. Yeah. They yeah. they just don't eat. There's no bugs. We have like a birdie condo with like six different types of feeders. Yeah. That uh, we love. Yeah. Birdies. And if you start feeding them in the winter, you have to continue all yeah, winter long. Because they'll keep coming back. Well, they'll keep coming back and they'll come to rely on that mm-hmm. site. Mm-hmm. Of course they would. I so, would. <laughs> well, it's like almost like a Pavlovian thing almost, I'm thinking. But at any yeah. rate. It's the birdie diner. It's That's what it is. 
Yeah. It's exactly right. So the tree out there is a good thing because then if the snow falls on it, it almost becomes insulated for them. And if they have a little food there, it's like a little birdie, well, I won't say retirement community, but like <laughs> a little gated birdie community kind of a thing. Right? Protected. Yeah. yeah. A little gated birdie community. That's or birdie, funny. Whatever. So that's, that's what that funny. is. So like that's a survival a great commune. Idea. <laughs> yeah, but make sure you put it on exactly right. <laughs> that was funny. That's what it is. Birdie survival commune. On the uh, <laughs> that's what no purple Kool Aid here. <laughs> <laughs> um, only some of you will understand that joke. <laughs> oh. um, that being said, though, on the south side of a house, mm-hmm. because that's where the sun is and it's a little bit warmer and they and it's all sunnier and it's all good for them. So that's one thing you can do with it. The other one is most municipalities have the curbside pickup. I feel yeah. like I'm just, you know, it's an old it's an old record and playing over well, and over know, again. But you know, five years ago it wasn't. That's it's exactly really right. only in the last few years that municipalities have caught up with how wonderful it is because then they use all that mulch in the town. It's right. free. It's free. Actually I think sometimes they turn around and offer it back to the the citizens. Well, if they're if they are you sometimes what I think what happens is you have to be a taxpayer in that municipality, right? Because that's where your taxes go, right? You know, but I'm thinking anybody can drive up, but we have to drive into a DPW and go around and pick it up that way. But that's huge. The thing is about that, and you know, I need to edit my post because I already sent it to you. Okay. But the thing is, don't put your trees in plastic bags, people. Yeah. Does that not defeat the purpose? Yes. yes. Yeah, that's a kind of. Like In fact, counterintuitive. What, we, what we do is we grab a big sheet and lay the thing on its side on a big sheet and drag it outside in a sheet and then just wash the sheet after. Or whatever. That or whatever. You know, however you do Shake it. Shake it out a little bit. I yeah. mean, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just say this again. Don't use a plastic bag. All right. And the final thing, which is really the crux of it, is you can take your branches, yeah. the clippings, shove as many into a pot as you can, throw in your cinnamon sticks, your nutmeg. I used and rosemary. And pot? Uh, on the stove. Oh, okay. And you just simmer that. <gasps> oh. Lemon rind, orange, An anything. evergreen potpourri? Oh, my gosh. Stove It'll top get, evergreen oh my potpourri. Gosh. Just keep adding water. Is this what the post is permanent? Yeah, yeah, that's really the crux of it. I wow. mean, that's that's the how-to. But it's like so it's a no-brainer. What a great idea. It's, it's the best. Your house smells like... <gasps> like... <gasps> Yeah, I'm like going a holiday to paradise. I'm doing yeah. that tonight. But it's good because it gets all the st- the funstunkana out of the your kitchen too. Yeah. All right, stay tuned. We have a great green dude segment with our friend Paul Miller. Yay! For step by step instructions on this DIY project and to find out more about the Green Divas radio show and podcasts, visit thegreendivas.com. That's T H E greendivas.com. Greetings, everyone. This is David Avocado Wolf, nutritionist, author, and chocolatier. And you're listening to The Green Divas. Listen close, tune in, and have the best day ever. Every Green Diva needs a sidekick. At The Green Divas Radio Show, they're called Green Dudes. Time now for a deeper shade of green from a guy's perspective. All right, then. Now, last time we had Paul in, we were starting to get into a great conversation about um, 
faith. Uh, green faith. Green, sustainable, <laughs> sustainable faith. I like that. Uh, you know, it's got that a lot has of connotations. A lot of different meanings, <laughs> but right. yeah, it's okay. <laughs> but in this case, but Paul, you know, I know that there's there's more to talk about, so let's do it. Yeah. Again, we take a systems approach to community sustainability, which means everyone needs to be made aware of their impact and their potential for making policy changes that will enable them to lower you know, their individual and, and collective impact by institution or sector. So in our town, three square miles, 20 faith institutions of varying denominations, um, it, it's a huge regional draw. You know, Obviously, our small town could not support that many institutions, so we were drawing people from many regions. And I think like schools, faith institutions are a great place to interact with the whole family dynamic. You've got mm. children and adults there, and you'd hope that they're investing some time in, in talking about what they've been learning yeah. and, and experiencing. And so this Green Faith Organization started in New Jersey but works nationally, a great resource for people in any community to help them. It's a, yeah, isn't that a great about New Jersey though? I mean, really, what what trendsetters we are in this state. But <laughs> what I wanted goal. to ask you, with a lot of these uh, in, uh, religious institutions, a lot of them do outreach. Uh, you know, whether it's a mission program, whether it's an outreach somewhere, I would imagine that it goes beyond the four walls of that church oh. and beyond the borders of the town. In in a big way, yes. Um, green faith. Um, comes at it from a number of different angles. One is certainly to you know meet people where they are, and so you. I was going to say you can't preach, preach to the preachers, <laughs> um, but you but can try. So you know, as we do with the business community, an entry point is hey, you know, you can take these steps to save money, and every institution, household budget, sure. whatever you know, government, obviously struggles with how to pay their bills and how to you know maintain a certain quality of life. So. Um, in the faith communities, whether it be a church, a synagogue, a mosque, um, the green faith will work with the congregation and their um, ordained and lay leadership to do an assessment, find the low-hanging fruit, um, help identify funding sources. Again, in New Jersey, we're blessed to have the New Jersey Clean Energy Program, which um, provides subsidies to businesses, homeowners, and institutions to do energy efficiency upgrades and retrofits. But it also helps, um, I think, at least for me personally, my church, you know, which has been around going on 300 years in Morristown. And it's a beautiful building, it too. It really is. It's a beautiful it building. Makes, it makes organized religion more relevant to me that it's... Well, it probably it's, provides a language in, in how to speak to it to, to the congregation. And so they, they go in, let's say, and maybe they say, okay, look, you can get... Um, a composting program going here or, you know, for your whatever kind of meals you do, your community mm -hmm. meals or uh, your fellowship stuff. Or here's a new recycling, um, a new way to get everybody recycling in the building and at home. Right. right? Yeah. So but that's, that's kind I, yeah. of the physical um, aspects. And then the spiritual aspects you'd expect, you know, as a Christian, we know the Bible. And, and for every holy book that a religion is using, um, you'd expect that there's some connection to um, this incredible planet that was gifted to us to live on. And so, you know, there's a spiritual and moral obligation to live your life in a way with future generations in mind. And so this program provides across 
um, you know, the varying denominations. Their staff has a rabbi and a Muslim and Christian or ordained ministers, so they, they understand the challenges that faith institutions face, and they provide the connections through worship and scripture and music and, and Sunday school, I love whatever it, it might yeah, be. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough program, though. It takes two years. It's rigorous. It's, it's a very rigorous, rigorous but two years for— And it should be. I, you know, you, and why is it so? Well, we don't, you know, we've all heard of greenwashing, so it's yes. very easy to put a stamp of approval on yes. for you having, you know, taken a pledge or something, but to take concrete action, show measurable results, and a big piece of this, and we can't get into well, it I just in detail. Joined, I just joined my church down the street. I'm going to get uh, Father Tim, yeah. if he's listening, Father um, Tim. And they they have a strong commitment to environmental justice, yeah. and that, you know, yeah. that connects back to your first point, Mizar, is that... Many faith institutions involve themselves in mission-related work, whether it be in their own community or somewhere, uh, you know, elsewhere somewhere, in the world. Somewhere in the world that that is underserved or in need of, you know, some support. So environmental justice a lot of times gets swept under the rug, and they're the communities that are least um, enabled to to fight back and to protect so their own. Whatever of life. your faith may be. Um, you know, you you can get involved. Your church can get involved. Your your religious organization can get involved. Great, great conversation. Your parochial schools they work with parochial schools as well. All right, good green dudes, leaving no stone unturned. I oh, like that. Oh, oh. <laughs> Want more information on this green dude segment and other ideas for low stress green living? Go to thegreendivas.com. That's t h e greendivas.com. Green Divas get to talk to so many inspiring people, who each in their own way is helping us find a deeper shade of green. Here's just one of them. Enjoy. All right. Well, I'm really excited to talk again to Elizabeth Fournier, who is also known as the Green Reaper. <laughs> if she wasn't so beautiful and wonderful and lovely and really doing such a great service, it would be a little scary. Well, not really. It's sort of like trying to deny the inevitable, but as long as you have time to plan it, why not plan it green? Well, I really feel like it's important to have consciousness about this stuff. Exactly. And, and as a society, we've gotten so far from the reality that... Um, Anyway, I think Elizabeth is doing some wonderful work. She's got one book out already called um, All Men Are Cremated Equal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just laugh. I, I've, Brilliant I've title. said it out loud on, on air several times, and I laugh every time. Well, it's funny. It's a great title. She's it's a great so play clever. on words. She's Elizabeth, so happy new year. Happy New Year. What a great introduction. I love being called lovely. Thank you. You are. You <laughs> In are. every way, for sure. So, you know, I thought this would be a, a an interesting way to start the new year. Hold talking, on. What? Why? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'd actually talk about almost anything other than Christmas and exactly. New Year's right now. Exactly. But that's not why. I mean, I love Elizabeth, and I know how interesting she is. Yeah, it's always good and to start. And this topic gets so meaty. People, you know, once they break through that fear about even discussing it it right. opens up and people have got a lot to say they've got a lot of ideas Because there's a lot of questions there because right. this is a really unexplored area for a lot of people right. about how to be sustainable when it comes time for a loved one who's passed away 
or our own, or our you know, own. directives, right? Okay, Elizabeth, I think we need to get you into this conversation. I know, right? We're like the busy yakking over here. <laughs> Ultimately, I find that people like people who wear lip gloss. So I find that that is my first first way, my first lack of defense, and opening the door when they arrive to the parlor so it's not so creepy and scary. It's a great way to make them feel right at home. Lip gloss and opening the door. Nicely. Right, because, Elizabeth, you, in fact, are... Do you own or do you work at a funeral home? Yes. She's, Both. She's, okay. Yeah, so she's a funeral director. Okay. All right. So that good. Just to remind our folks at And home. what's the name of it again? Is it Cornerstone? Yeah. Cornerstone Funeral Services in Boring, Oregon. Oh, yeah. Let we, me ask you. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, did we come up with any good boring jokes yet? We will. We will. We someday. will. Um, Elizabeth, let me waiting. just ask you, how how is it that you took this business, the funeral business, and what is it that made you decide that you needed to make it sustainable? Yeah, the business we call funeral. Yes, well, it's the right way to be. Um, There's no reason to do things in an office, such as throw paper away when you can put it in a recycle bucket. And there's no reason to do other things in the world when maybe you can make a better choice and either be biodegradable, be sustainable, think about future generations to come. So I'm very, very fortunate that I live in a place which is way out, out, outside of the city limits in a very rural part of the county, and we allow people to be buried in uh, places where you normally wouldn't see that. Um, We don't have to have necessarily the jurisdiction of a planned cemetery. So because that opens the door, then there's a lot more we can do. We might as well kick the door down and just go with it. You mean buried in the backyards? In the backyard, in the side yard, actually even in the front yard. But we're not looking at a lined street with sidewalks and picket fences and the ice cream man going down. We're looking at more of a rural country setting. Right. Now, we've talked about this before, but it bears, you know, repeating that, you know, the rules in different states are very different. Like in New Jersey, you couldn't do any of that. In fact, I have a question for you. I was speaking to a friend of ours, um, Nancy Thompson, and uh, she said, she asked, we're talking about the different, you know, we're we're going to be talking to you. And um, I don't know how the topic came up, but I said something about New Jersey, I believe, to be cremated, you still have to buy, purchase a casket. And I believe you have to be cremated in that casket. Is that true? Well, it's called an alternative container. And you can have an alternative container as simple as a rigid cardboard box up to actually a wood casket, which has been lacquered and burnished and all of that. So if you think about what will be the least expensive and the least toxic and all of that, maybe the simple cardboard or even something made by somebody that doesn't have any toxic glue metal lacquer it might be the better choice well i well, would be yeah. hopeful for that i just it was my understanding in new jersey specifically that you had to have like a formal wood casket and i thought that was a little overkill and maybe the casket people had a big lobby in our state yeah you know, they keep do in mind with funeral and burial things every state has its own rules yeah most of them are rather similar and there are differences that do matter, such as if you are scattering cremains in Oregon, you pretty much can do what you want. If you're in California, you need to be three miles off the coast. Wow. So if you're in Oregon, you can stand on the beach and off you go. There you've got to get a boat. Right. 
Unless you, you don't tell anybody. Really I mean, important, though. How many people, Elizabeth, do you suppose stand on a bluff in California and just scatter anyway? Lawbreakers. Well, yeah. No, no, I know that. I know that. But that's like one of those laws that's like, what are they going to do? I, I, I don't know. Romantic. It's not a romantic law at all. No, it's not. No. no Is it's it not. supposed to be environmental or something? Well, I think that curious. they would have quite a problem if the whole bulk of the state, think of the magnitude of all those people. If all those people disposed of their loved ones standing on the coast, they might have quite a bit of cremains coming back up on the sand on the beach. Because you know, it's a lot more... A lot more of what they have that's lined there is public beach and a lot more population. A lot now, more to think about. Now, in that in that vein of, of, you know, talking about the shoreline, and I know we've mentioned this before, but there are oh. such things as um, memorial reefs. And yeah. Do they do that in yeah, California? Yeah. yeah, that's a super green thing you can do. There's something called eternity reefs, and it's based off the Florida coast. And basically what the deal is there is they want to enhance the ocean ecosystem by mixing the ashes of the deceased into an environmentally friendly kind of a reef ball formation. It gets dropped onto the ocean floor and it really encourages the growth of coral and sea life. So it's pretty cool. You know, I, I Elizabeth, I have this idea. I don't know if I've shared it with you before, but I thought if you could mix the ashes with like cement and create some kind of a statuary that you could keep, like, eternally in your garden. Now, I presented this idea to my mom, not as, like, a container, but, like, of, of just a mix, right? Literally mixed right in. So I yeah. said to my mom, I said, Mom, you know, because she wants to be cremated, my mom. And I said, so, you know, what do you want me to do? You know, I want to make you into a statue. She goes, oh, no, no. I said, you better tell me or I'm going to create a gargoyle and you're going to sit there for eternity. <laughs> she said, nice. well, but I thought that was well, a good idea. I mean, I, I would it love is. To- You might have another market there because you are in Jersey. There's something about the cream mains mixed with the cement. You kind of can make your... Uh, your cement shoes, can't you, for your, for your <laughs> Well, yeah. How about that? <laughs> Where's fella. Tony Soprano yeah. when we need him? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is funny. But, Elizabeth, what do you see happening with, uh, you know, in, in Europe and especially well, in Italy, I know for sure that you're buried for 30 years and then your bones are removed and you go to an ossuary because there's just no room. This is a big country, but... They Locally, do that in Athens every 10 they years. They do that in they exu- 10 years? 10 years, and they exhume, they exhume you and move you to your village. Right. And rebury you. Right. Yeah. Oh, and, and in Italy, they take just the, what's left, which is mostly the bones, and they put you in an ossuary, yeah. like in a wall or a mosque. I don't know. Anyway, um, but what do you see as the future of really, I don't know. Sustainable burial? Yeah, or, or if we don't have sustainable burial. There's several answers to that. I mean, what does Tokyo do for anything? Build higher, right? Right. I mean, really, as Americans, if we wanted to build crypts and crypts and crypts and take an elevator and, uh, you know, go up high into the sky as a skyscraper, that could be done. Yeah. So there's that answer. There's the other answer. People might really just stay hot on the idea of cremation because it's going to be... Ha, ha, ha. No pun intended. Very very clever. (laughs) Um, also, what we have, too, is water resumation. This is really trying to get off the ground. There are four states here where we have this um, this hydroelysis situation where we are mixing low heat, low pressure with alkaline and going for a cremation. And I think a lot of people are having a hard time getting their head around that. 
but it's real and it's out there. And that would be cremating without the fire and without the heat. Really? Without allowing your cavities and different metals and different uh, radioactive ingredients to go up in the air, but allowing more of a water base and have that kind of go down into the ground. It's definitely more of an eco-friendly version so, of cremation. So, so it dissolves the body and creates a fluid that then is put into the earth? Yeah, it's a really interesting thing because it dissolves the body kind of in an acid under high pressure, and it reduces the cork to kind of a syrupy brown mixture. So okay, okay. <laughs> now I know why people can't wrap know, their heads I, around it's, it's this. It's a hard sell, ladies. Yeah. It's really a hard sell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then what happens? And then they kind of just kind of deposit it somewhere? Well, you possibly can buy kind of a small one-by-one plot. And have it placed there. You probably can go ahead and take this substance and put it in some sort of a an urn because it's not really going to be, you know, liquidy necessarily. Um, you really can do something with it. But again, what do we do with it? Where does it go? Uh, can we freeze it? Freeze dry it? Um, vibrate it? Break it up so it can be compost? Maybe. We're all all these answers will come to us in time. Yeah. Right. Well, okay. We're going to have to get creative at some point, right? Well, and, and Elizabeth, I'm going to send you a couple pictures I just shot here of the other Green Divas, their Gina faces. and Meg, and their faces as you explain this process. Yeah. Hold on. I should take one of myself, too, because I had my eyes wildly crossed. Now, while my... she's doing that, I want to I want to change the direction of things a little bit and just ask, I think you have a new book coming out? I do. It's in the works. Pretty busy here at the shop, so I'm not moving as fast. I don't have the luxury of being a full-time writer, but I have been collecting my stories of being a small-town mortician and being a green undertaker, and it's very creative and very complex, and it's also much more lovely, I think, than people would think. I think people think that I'm in a small, refurbished goat barn, and I watch everybody I know in town slowly pass away, and it's dismal, and I get called on to do things in town which aren't so savory. And, you know, there's a lot of beauty that comes out of it, and I'd like to share that. Well, we've been fortunate because this this is the third time I think we've had you on, on the show, and I've heard so many just in those three interviews, and I want more, some of the stories of the most interesting and very loving ways that you've helped families say goodbye. Do you have any more recent ones that, that you could share with us? You know, I found that there's a lot of people around here who have all different ideas of spirituality and all different paths. And there are some traditional Native American families that I've come across that I might not have come across unless they were aware that Green Burial was something that we could provide to them. And that's been really amazing to be let into their culture and be let into their grounds and what they're doing. Well, and you must be learning, too, uh, you know, a whole different spiritual... Haven't they always burned or cremated their dead? Not always. Um, a lot of... There are some places in Oregon that have tribes and they have cemeteries, and there are absolute graves. They do more of the... They do a really interesting thing with the graves where they have a lot of stones and a lot of rocks. Huh. And it definitely looks more like a natural place. They also chant. Um, they chant a lot. The earth is our mother. We must take care of her. Oh. Um, and it's also a lot of it's done in the native tongue. Um, and, you know, a lot of their stewardship of the earth is a real, real big part of the ancient tradition that motivates them for their practices. So that's a really neat thing I've been able to be a part of. 
Yeah, and that is something you haven't spoke about before. So I'm I'm curious to see how you how you write about that in your book. I'm looking forward to the book. Me too. And I was just going to say this. I, I've always said I, I must have been reincarnated from a Native American because that's just been my philosophy forever. Yeah, you, you resonate know? with that. I really do. I really do. I just got to think about that brown goo, and then let's see how well I resonate yeah. with that. Yeah, no. <laughs> Moving on, the next thing I wanted to ask about is I think you said that you may be in production with the reality TV show for The Green Reaper. Yes, there's a production company in Los Angeles, and they thought that the Green Reaper would be a fascinating subject matter. Yeah, so I can see it being really great to watch. But <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm talking right over you. Oh, what was that you said? No, she just said she was very excited. We talked over you. Tell us about it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was approached, and... Um, they just asked, they said, you know, I'm seeing a lot of these things. I'm hearing a lot of these things. This is fascinating. We want to do something. So they said, let's get your staff together and we can make something happen. Well, I don't have a staff. So rather than that, I assemble people I work with. I right. assemble people in town, such as the fire chief here in Boring, Oregon, and the local casket maker I use, and the, the little store across the street where I fill up my super big gulps, and just some different people in town. And we uh, came together, my husband and a neighbor that we call our houseboy, and we filmed <laughs> It's been fantastic, and it's been fun, and they... Now the producers are even hot on the idea of boring Oregon, wanting to expand it. So it's really fun to watch this thing and to see that, wow, there's actually this reality show that they're trying to sell to a network. And, you know, it's all about the Green Reaper. It's, but that's perfect. Kind of that is kind of fun and no yeah. longer very boring in boring Oregon. Actually, really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, things are looking up, getting a little more I, exciting. I that sentiment. That's great. Thanks. Yeah, well, well, no, it should be good. No, but really, though. It'll be all entertainment. It will, but Oregon. also educational. Yes. Yes. Mm. Okay. No, well, but the, but you know what, Elizabeth, if I may say, just make sure you hold the reins tight because um, those reality shows are are not as reality as you would want them to be. Sometimes they are a little more contrived, but if you can just maintain the mission, well, it's all about, it'll be a great entertainment. I mean, she's got it. She's got great content, great information, and a great personality, and that's what it's all about. Can I be your house boy? Yeah. I can be your house girl. Can I be your house diva? I love what you're saying about keeping the reins and keeping it tight, because what sells reality series is conflict, and they would love oh, it yeah. if... I was able to fight with people, I'm sure, or if I was able to have a real dominating personality. But, you know, I don't know as far as reality TV if uh, I am the strongest candidate because I am kind of a peace and love and let's all make each other happy kind of gal. But I think that your concept really speaks for itself, you know, just because it's so interesting and intriguing. Like, it, just because you're such a lovely person, it's not going to matter. You know what I mean? Like, the the fact that you have so much to say and so much to offer. There are. There, you know, there are, it's, there, it's, there's room for a good, yeah. you know, non-conflict reality show that uh, offers some real information. Right. Tell Not me. like the Real Housewives here, yeah. you know. Really? There's no conflict there? <laughs> Not that I've ever watched really? a single episode. But, Elizabeth, you've got a great voice. You've got a great mission. You've got a great concept. And you've got a great town name. Like, you know, <laughs> long, like from yeah. boring Oregon, yeah. we're talking about with the Green Reaper. I mean, there's a lot of potential well, there. What do you want? Exactly. Well, the nice part is being anonymous out here. I'm able to wear the same outfit every single day. So I probably have to step that up a little bit. <laughs> oh, wow. You mean I should be changing every day out the here celebrity. in New Jersey? <laughs> 
celebrity. <laughs> you radio people, they can see right through you. Pretty That's much. <laughs> uh, today, in fact, I'm wearing a sweater I've Actually, had for 25 years. I got a, I got an offer to do a Green Diva show, but they wanted me to be like the Green Nanny. They wanted me to go into people's houses and basically scream at them about all the things they're doing wrong. So what's wrong with that? Screaming? No, it's not uh, my no, personality no, Screaming, at all. no. Uh-uh. No way. No. Not I, a fit. Well, no, I'm not into the whole negative thing. We're, right. I, you know, anyway, I won't, right. won't take Elizabeth's time for that. But When does the book come out, Elizabeth? Next year. Next year. Still working on the minutiae, the details, all that. And the reason why I use the word minutiae is just because um, from writing a book the first time, it's fun, fun, fun to write. But then you have to go back and edit, edit. it. And then a second or third party comes in and thinks the stuff you wrote sometimes ain't so funny. And they've got to switch things around. And yeah. little around right. and yeah. things that you think are so great, they have to tell you, honey, you know, the general public really doesn't care about this. Let's scrap it. It's so, the boring you know. part of writing. But Elizabeth. the heartache. You get really attached to it because every sentence is your baby. Right. And they keep telling you, you know, this one is not so good. So yeah. cool yeah. I'm well, looking forward to it for sure. Well, we'll talk to you again probably before the book comes out, I hope. Oh, let's do it in six months. And keep us posted yeah. on, um, you know, what's going on with the TV show and if there's anything else new and exciting. And we'll touch base in about six months just to update because you've and, always got cool, good stories. And always remember, oh. if there's a place for the Green Divas to do anything with the Green Reaper, we're there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll catch a flight to Boring. It might take us a we'll while. We'll episode. Yeah, there you Aww. go. That'll be fun. Thanks so much for talking to us today, Elizabeth. Happy 2014. Yeah, thank you all. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Right, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hope you enjoyed that as much as they did. Please visit thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. For more fun podcasts and information on the Green Divas and low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green. Another fun hour with the Green Divas. Jam-packed, too, which is really good. And hopefully, and I am sure, a forebearer of the rest of 2014. We've got a lot already lining up, including uh, Deb Thomas. The Powder River Basin. We had her a while back she's with uh, Kate Kennedy. Right? She's in Gasland, and she's in town. So we're going to be interviewing her, and then we'll... Uh, in the studio. Yes, she's coming right in from Wyoming. So stay tuned. We've got a lot of great stuff coming up. Visit thegreendivas.com. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Green Divas radio show. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, follow them on Facebook and Twitter, and don't forget to visit the blog at thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. And remember to share the good green news with friends and family.